Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hello, hello, and welcome to Event Brew. That love is in the air. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and I am here with my three work, I guess, brothers, since Nick is anti-work husband right now. And we are going to talk about a topic that is, I actually haven't heard the industry talk about this besides maybe like face-to-face, and so I'm excited but before we announce what we're going to be discussing, this is Tui with PRA Business Events. This is your very single Canadian Dustin Westling with One West Events. This is Nick Borelli from Borelli Strategies. And this is your very single American um, dude from Phoenix, Arizona, Will Curran from Endless Events. All right, you guys, this is an event like match.com right oh, now. No, what no are we need doing to. Then? <laughs> See, likes long walks pitch. on the beach. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought that's what this episode was about. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. So, before, what are we all drinking right now? I'll jump in because I'm really excited about what I'm drinking. I'm drinking one of my favorite teas, uh, a Lady Earl Grey tea. Um, and as much as I knew a ton about uh, tea, I thought I knew Earl Grey as only um, tea, like black tea with lavender. But apparently, there's like lots of different Earl Greys. It's apparently it, Earl Grey tea is known for its burg bergamot bergamot oil which is like oranges and what makes this a lady earl gray is that's black tea with bergamot obviously makes it a, a earl gray but makes it a lady earl gray because it's got lavender in it because hmm. lavender is a, a lady it's, thing apparently is this because uh you're watching uh picard on cbs uh no is wait is this earl gray tea or like lady earl that's gray his drink no earl gray specifically oh. is like his uh drink that he drinks famously uh I might get in trouble with our UK audience, but um, isn't it pretty much everybody's favorite tea in like Ireland and it's a, London, it's a, Scotland? It's a historically popular uh, traditional tea. Yeah, I, I know very little. I know that. <laughs> well, it looks like Nick has something exciting, so I'm going to go before him. I am drinking my fresh Canadian water once again. I'm failing in 2020 <laughs> with my with my brew, but deal with it. And that's why I'm single. <laughs> I drink garbage because I uh, gave up years ago, uh, so that's my excuse. Uh, mm. I have lime cucumber Gatorade, mm. which I just like and I can't really defend. I mean, I feel like that's the healthiest thing you drink on this. Oh yeah, mine. I mean, no, no, I, no, no. I, I line them up. I mean, my next drink is a Monster Rehab Peach. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say there's always something terrible like halfway through the episode that he'll switch to. Yeah. Um, a couple episodes when you guys weren't here ago though, he was drinking something like really, really healthy. It was like a smoothie or something like that. If I it was right. a smoothie. Oh, the big asterisks. There was Red Bull thrown in it. Yeah. I have okay, never mind. <laughs> my mistake for us to me. Yeah, yeah. It looks good, and then it isn't. <laughs> Tui, what are you drinking? I'm I'm drinking my detox green uh, loose leaf tea. 
with mm. some honey in it. <laughs> what, what defines it as detox? Um, it's just the name of David's tea. So I don't have the bag in front of me. Actually, this is my last pot of, of this kind. It's my, been my favorite since I've gotten um, on Christmas. So yes. I'm going to enjoy it every, every sip. All right. We have shared what we're drinking. And now let's get into the topic. To the topic. Yeah. So this <laughs> is hashtag like real struggles. I feel like a, a lot of our industry feels this way you guys why are relationships so hard in the event industry why 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 are we so hard to date it's not like the outside world's hard to date it's like why are we so hard to date as event professionals (laughs) i like that taking accountability so actually let's talk about just where we are like facebook status wise nick you've been (laughs) you've been in a relationship since when with your wife yeah so i i'm i'm poised to be listening in this episode more than talking uh, I will say that um, my I started dating my wife and she moved in with me shortly after in the year 2002 uh, and we've been together since then uh, we've been married for 12 years we were living together quite a few years prior to that we have two kids I am on the other side of a lot of this stuff um, I may have some distant memories uh, as far as the the uh, dating aspect of it to contribute to this, um, otherwise it's just um, I don't know. There's I, I find that there's a ton more complications in life uh, at this phase with kids than there is with dating, but that's because I'm I'm in it, so I, it could be it's super subjective. Definitely gonna have to do an episode on why it's hard to have kids in the event industry. I feel like the the being we married have a group. Though, is also also a big thing. You're not none of you are in it, but we have a we have a Facebook group. <laughs> called event parents uh, that I'm an admin on with a couple other friends and we have about uh, a couple hundred people in it and we talk about parenting stuff as it relates to uh, events it's kind of fun we started about three years ago uh, I mean I you know you guys can get invited you just have mm-hmm. to pass you know uh, one little a thing picture and of your kid yeah you just <laughs> yeah. Have convincingly make up a kid my house plants are dying. I don't think yeah. I'm, I'm ready for kids. <laughs> Fair. We'll talk about that one. But I, I feel like the marriage is also important, though, because, like, I think also there's some people who have said, like, it's really hard to also, like, be traveling all the time and be married yeah. as well. Like, I feel like that's also a common theme as well. So I feel like you'll be able to participate in this one. I, mean, I can talk about travel. Just because you have an awesome relationship and everything's perfect, you know? <laughs> No, I mean, it's just expectations are a little bit different as far as, you know, like what what people signed up for. Right. I think the early part of it is getting people to sign up for and understand what what the eccentricities of the of a job that is also a lifestyle is. I think once you've been in it for a couple decades, it's, uh, you know, like there's other challenges eventually. Tui, you're also in a relationship as well. I I got your Christmas card. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i sent you guys it's over dustin because you never sent me his address so i still have yeah. your christmas mm-hmm. like, no dustin actually time. respond to yeah, a message I, i'm very I, i'm <laughs> no, very hard didn't. to find my address it's, but you were traveling yeah. well it's because you're canadian what you, you guys don't have zip codes yeah. but like your letterings are funny postal card yeah I was everything's like, funny about canada let's be honest same thing uh, okay yeah I, i'm in a relationship he's not in the industry and yeah, it's it's definitely trying to find that balance and, and flow blend because agreeing with well, th- there's lots of time commitment and sacrifices needed in order to excel in in our professional careers, 
And then Will and Dustin, you guys are single slash ready to mingle, question mark, slash single, ready to mingle. all about <laughs> where are you guys standing in this? Yeah, Dustin, you want to you wanna go with your rants or slash thoughts or anything like that? I don't have any rants. No, I am uh, I am single. I have dated people in this industry. I've dated people outside of this industry. Um, um, all are unique challenges in themselves. Um, I find that being in such a all-consuming, fast-paced world like I am, it is a very, very difficult to keep the balance where it needs to be. Um, and I'm not great at it. So hence why I'm single. Ooh, interesting. I've I'm never dated anyone in the industry, I think. Once we get through this, I'm curious to see, so I want you to think about it while Will's talking a little bit, what you think the difference is between um, the pressures of owning a business uh, or against dating oh. versus being in the events industry versus dating. Because like they're, they're two different For things, sure. I think, and like maybe some of it bleeds into that, the other. But anyways, I'm, I'm curious to hear about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely single. Um, you know, I think, um, I've realized it's, it's definitely difficult. So because we're nationwide, I travel to a lot of events, so I'm constantly on the road. Um, like I think in 2018, I did like 60% travel. I did something like 120 hotel nights, um, which I was really proud of, um, until it ruined a relationship of mine. I think, um, she wasn't willing to admit it, but I think it was uh, very much that way. Um, and I think that um, I've realized it's just really, really hard. I think coming at it from the event professional side of things that, you know, like you, for example, like all these apps nowadays, Tinders, the Bumbles, they're all location based. So you land in a new city and boom, like you're the hottest thing that's come in. But then you're like, I'm here for four days and I'm I'm totally cool dating people from other states. Like I would totally fly to date someone long term, long distance relationship or oh, I'd be gosh, to, you're brave to, to lo- co-locate. I mean, I work anywhere, so I don't have to necessarily move. I can move wherever. But maybe that's also a conversation of would we be willing to relocate for dating? Maybe we're starting to turn to a dating podcast then at that point. <laughs> But um, it's difficult because once you get into like a new city, the chance to like meet someone new is very slim. And most of the time, by the time you end up messaging, getting their phone number, setting up the date, it's your last day in that city and you're gone. Um, and then you come back to Phoenix and, you know, all the girls that you were talking to for, you know, weeks on end, you know, you were gone for a week and now they're dating someone else. And by the way, uh, hey, I'm not really interested anymore because you weren't really available in some ways. Um I think that's one of the hardest parts about it is for me, the traveling portion of it. But I mean, I know for Dustin, you do a lot of social events. So you're working on weekends and the prime time to go on dates is Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday, I guess. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what your kind of uh, thoughts are on the weekend side of things. Yeah, I actually don't, I actually don't work that many weekends. I probably should work more weekends, but um I definitely attend a lot of events, um, which, which kind of creates its own, its own a little bit of uh, um, not not challenge, but um, maybe I'll break this down. So because I go to a lot of things and I'm uh, I'm I'm really um, quite invested in my community. I go to a lot of fundraisers. I go to a lot of things that are linked to my business. I I just attend a lot of things. Um, I. I find sometimes it's it's difficult to separate the things that are just work, their obligation events, and then things that are um, that you would bring a partner to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely have got um, 
I've I've had the challenge of having somebody else understand that that it all just seems like parties and it's um, finding that that balance to be like you're not invited to this not because I'm like going out to have fun but it's just a part of the job it's a part of um, collecting experiences it's a part of recon it's a part of um, it's a part of what I do and that I find can be really confusing for people mm-hmm. um, because they think that oh you're going to an event or you're going to this then I, I should I should be coming with you um, interesting so so yeah so no I I, I don't I, I would say I do not work I do not work on the weekends, um, but I'm definitely always have something going on. Well, I think it's also um, important too that for the event side of things too, like a lot of times a big part of dating is the first date and like you don't want the first date to be come to this big thing where I know a zillion people and I'm slightly thinking about business and also you don't know anything about that other person too because they're a representation of you as well totally. in some ways as uh, as weird as that may I sound. like that you bring that up, Dustin. That's actually one of my like, advice to you to people how how to find that time is for me Corey, my significant other there's events where it's fun it's you know like a group of he knows some of my industry friends and so if it's just fun and just enjoy the evening he's actually we actually use it as i don't want to say a date night but he'll come we'll get to like be together have that quality time as well as like hanging out with friends but there's events where i say I'm, it's like a, a a business card event where it's going to be a lot of networking. People are just going to want to come up and, and chat with me. And, you know, he's great actually entertaining himself. I don't have to make sure he's doing okay and, you know, like being around him. He is very social and will do that. But I don't invite him to those events because I know it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be business. I have different intentions. I have different objectives going into that. But we actually just had um, a supplier partner invite had two extra tickets to a Cirque show and we ended up using that as a date night like last last week so that was really fun and there's definitely perks and and how to to balance that all but definitely difficult and another thing I would say is uh working over the weekends I'm working over the weekend this weekend or I did and I will say applying and, and Nick jump in this as well effective concise communication I feel like I've learned so much in my relationship that I have applied to my professional career that have enhanced both areas because not only are you like on your own schedule and it's you know organized and it's like it's it's full it's jam-packed I you know usually but it's also you have to consider this other person that's a part of your partnership and trying to figure out okay well how am I able to to then include them or what's my priority this week because it might not be you know like what am I willing to to sacrifice in in relationships to like all aspects both professional and personal so Nick how do you I know you travel as well and being with your wife I actually think you have a lot of great advice because I think you are like ideally where people want to and and you know like with a child tell us yeah, it's all subjective, I guess, with that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to, like, you know, obviously paint something that's like, you know, whatever. It's it's always work, right? Even even this many years into it, um, the work just changes. What you work on changes. Like, I, I think I'm in the process of working. You know, I go in these different phases of, like, working on myself in order to be better in a relationship. And I think that that's, like, that maintenance is really important. And, like, lately I've, I've like, crossed over one barrier as far as... Um, 
you know, understanding myself and I'm like looking at, you know, getting into another barrier to go even deeper. And I think that's something that we all need to really do to put the work in to be good in relationships. It's not just about concessions and communication, although those are probably, you know, the biggest things. Um, I think in addition to that, it's it's how much work you can do on yourself in order to um, not necessarily change, you know, because I don't think that like that's a realistic, you know, thing. I, that word is big. I mean, I think there's room in the word change to actually change, but I think there's also room, uh, you know, in, in the form of growth. But I think there's more work to be done that is um, possible in understanding yourself and understanding um what your expectations are and where your past fails are and where, you know, you're not going to grow and, and where you are, that kind of thing. So um, anyways, I'm in the midst of like looking at, at kind of focusing on that uh, for this phase of my life. Um, but moreover, as far as like tips I would give to people, I suppose if I was in any kind of position to do that, and this is definitely not a pulpit, I think I have a ton of authority in, but I'll give it a shot. Um, I think that you have to look at um, the quote, the balance prop, you know, thing that people talk about all the time. Um, as a long game and not a short game, um, you have to look at a calendar. Um, you have to not just like a week or a day. There's no balance in a day. There's no balance in a week. You know, there's crazy weeks and there's slow weeks, but you have to balance both of them. Um, and you have to have some kind of um, way that you look back at what you do um, and feel good about it. I think that's really important. So you don't just because you'll remember the the pain more than you'll remember the um you know, the, the things that you have been able to do, like a dumb little thing that I do that I really enjoy. It's just like a little, um, test thing is that I talk about it a lot. This app called one second every day where I take a video or a photo every single day. And, uh, it shows kind of like the, the, the summary of the day and most more often than not at three years into doing it, uh, every single day it's small moments, but, um, they're the things that I still think are important and I've kind of changed the stuff that I've captured. When I look at, um, a week, there's some weeks where I don't see my kids. Uh, and then there's other weeks where I'm like seeing my kids every single day and with them all the time. So once I see, you know, a month's view or two months view or something like that, it's just like a little touch. And I think there's lots of different ways to do this. Um, but I look back at that and I go, oh, cool. I'm, I'm doing good for how I score good. Um, so I think that, you know, that's a lot of different things, I guess I said, but ultimately, um, communication, um, some sort of being able to give and take and then also doing as much work as you can on knowing yourself and knowing what you need and being upfront about that. I, I think you bring up a really good point about using like technology to also like aid your relationships. I think there's a lot of talk about how technology destroys relationships or <laughs> harms relationships in some ways. But like one thing I noticed too with Nick is that every time that we're hanging out, like every the old multiple times you'll be like, Hey, I'm going to make sure that I video call my kids at home and every my day. wife and say and every day and you're you're religious about it and oh, you're like oh i'm gonna make sure that i'm gonna do it and i think that's also a, a really good testament to it um random pro tip and i don't know where it's gonna fit into this episode but i figured i'd share it but one app that i've really found really helps a lot with like when i'm traveling and for those long hours and everything like that is an app called glide um it's like a video texting app um the difference is it lets you send up to 10 minute long videos and it's very very fast i can't you can't explain it until you use it but it like as you are recording it it is sending it to the person so they can almost watch it as you're recording it in real time and allows you to have really fast communication but then if they aren't there and you need to be asynchronous 
they can watch it later. Um, and I found that's really, really helpful when I'm traveling um, because it lets you get to know somebody really, really quick. And because there's no filters and there's no like, you know, reviewing process, as soon as you hit record, it's sending. And then when you hit stop record, it's already sent. Um, it lets you really see the raw person um, rather than just like this. I think this world we kind of live in with video where it's like, oh, I have to review the video, put my filter on it, everything like that. So. I to one thing, and then I'll shut up. But the, to Tui's point, that that's super important is that even even this many years into a relationship, like when I'm like going through my day and I'm like, oh, I saw a Cirque show and had you know amazing food at this you know new restaurant in Vegas, and uh, you know uh, was. I don't know, you know, drinking, you know, with a bunch of friends at this cool party and that's my job. And we all know that that, that that's it, that's like the surface level. And then we're actually doing our job in the middle of it, it's the conversations that I but I still edit what I, you know, send back uh, to my wife as far as what I'm doing as she's making macaroni and cheese for two kids and after working like a nine hour day. Right. Like I, I know that there's like a level of, you know, brag or whatever, like to, you know, does that make sense? Like, there, there's a way to spin it. I think that that isn't like yeah. so oh, nice. pushing that the the um what's the word I'm looking for the the grandeur of what we do and and trying to balance it with the reality. Yeah, I'm Especially not, I definitely kids. think that's a tip for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy because sometimes like we want to be like, look at all the things I'm doing and this and that. And you're right. Like the other person might be like sitting at home watching Netflix and be like, well, why aren't you here? Just like I wish you were hanging out with me. I'm bored. You know, or something like that, too. So on the topics yeah. of technology, which is great because there's going to be you know, like social media and all those things with my relationship. I've actually kept it more private than it's not a secret, but I don't post about it as often because I feel like technology can severely like um, kill a relationship. There could be a lot of negativity, especially with all the content and, you know, being able to see more things like what you share on your story, for example, when we're out at at out at events I even yesterday like I'm not gonna say I'm mentally exhausted and I you know like I'm posting about the highlights of the day and you know the perks of our job but I would say um, my biggest struggle in trying to maintain a healthy relationship and a healthy career is not taking that stress those negative energies the being overwhelmed being overworked coming home late at night and taking it out on my partner I think that's the most difficult part because it's having emotional intelligence and saying and being very vulnerable. I feel like lately that's what's been really successful in in this relationship is me saying, hey, I'm going to really need like words of affirmation at some point. Could you just text me like I'm I'm just asking them like something that I'll need. Um, hey, I'm. I can't decide what to eat for dinner, but I know I'm going to be so hungry and I don't want to take any anger or any, you know, like tiredness out on you. Could you just pick a place, you know, and I think being able to be raw like that has definitely helped. So there's no guessing in between or anything like that. Yeah, the emotional um, basis for the the whys you need what you do that I mean, that that's taking me a long time even to communicate that stuff just because you get into patterns really quickly. Um, and you just take taking people for granted is, is like the biggest pitfall at a certain point in a relationship. You know, like it just, I think we crave comfort. Um, we crave, um, systems, right. And like, once you get into those things, then you start taking people for granted and it's just a natural thing. 
and being able to break out of that and explain like a little bit what's going on in the inner dialogue. That's, that's pretty cool. Like I, that's something I need to incorporate more of. So Dustin, what, what has been your biggest challenge either now or, like you know, like in the backing past. Up. Loaded <laughs> question. I love it. <laughs> hey, this this podcast isn't about talking about surface level things. It's yeah, like really, sure. I you think know, digging deep. For me, I have this sort of high octane work, and I am constantly cranked up to a to a to a level. And I'm I I my days are so insanely packed every single day. I'm not complaining. I love it. I'm not, there's, there's, I don't want that part to be any different, but what I find happens is that by the end of it, I'm so exhausted. I'm so just mentally drained and I've, I've really struggled to find that, um, to find mindfulness in between the two. So once I have to put the work away and the, the struggle is not that I can't stop working. That's not, that's not my problem. The, the problem is leaving room for somebody else and not just when the day is over just wanting to be in a vegetative state because I'm just, I've put out everything that I have. So I've really struggled to switch gears and to, um, not take, not take all of that, that energy good and bad and, and, and hang on to it for the rest of the day or the rest of the night. Um, if that makes any sense. Do you feel like you're compartmentalizing and that there's like, there's two Dustins? Um, well, there's more than two. There's there's quite a there's quite a few of them rattling around in there. Yeah, yeah, I'd say good. <laughs> have, have you I, I've identified a few of my own self. Too, I don't know. So. I <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. Because like you're in the driver's seat of your business, you have enough people potentially yep. that you and and systems that you can empower people. You could take stuff off of your plate. So for me, it looks like you are driven by passion. Um, to do what you do. I think maybe again, this is, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting into the psychoanalyst chair. Do you want to lay down? What if you, uh, had the, the, like it figured out a way to incorporate that same passion into something that would incorporate another person as quick as possible, right? Like, you know, um, doing something with them or whatever that would do that. I know that's easier said than done. And I also don't have a solution, but it just feels like you would crest over the energy gap and you would like you you'd, you'd figure that out um, because there's a vacuum, I think. And I think that if you had, again, something that you could like, you know, fo focus that's not I don't know with that person, you would be able to, you know, that same like ideal high energy person that I think people probably really gravitate to. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that would work, but because it's actually... real natural to go up and down like that. And, and like that's that's the Dustin that that someone would get in a relationship is like after, you know, after hours, after you're spent, you know, majority of your energy on the thing that is consistent in your life. Um, that is, you know, that, that is the comfortable. Um, then, you know, like you get the, the, the leftovers and that's tough. Cause like, I've also been on that side too. If any, so like I've if seen any of my exes are listening, they're personally. totally nodding their heads so, with you right now and they're like yeah yeah that and a few other things that's his problem <laughs> thanks nick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure no problem I was, I was gonna say nick and dustin you guys actually made me have my little epiphany just now but um i feel like the biggest challenge in dating and relationships in our industry is we are so it's even difficult to have a relationship with ourselves and like, you know, going back to self-care and like 
putting yourself first before your career, even like relationships. I do that all the time where it, it used to honestly be, you know, uh, work, then relationship, then me. And since the new year, I've switched, I've legit did a whole entire flip and it's taking care of myself first. Actually, nice. my relationship is next and then my career. So I've put, putting those boundaries down has been really relieving for me and having, it's, I think one of the biggest perks of being in a relationship in this industry, as as tough as it is, is just coming home and like feeling like, okay, there's a reason, you know, why I do this. I want to be, I want to like be able to contribute to this, to this union and to feel like, you know, having this, a bigger purpose uh, above just like, you know, be excelling and in in this industry and so that's been the biggest I think yeah so going back to just the challenge I think it's difficult to even be in a relationship with ourselves Uh, I I think you bring up a really really good point that yeah like a lot of times it's about you know being able to put yourself first and make those priorities and one thing that's been really helpful for me on the priority standpoint too is kind of aligning my priorities and my schedule as well I think sometimes like I'm exactly with Dustin. Like I'm a vegetative state by the end of the day. Um, and so I literally tell people I'm day, I'm like, my favorite thing to do is sit on the couch and watch movies, you know, watch YouTube, like do anything other than go like to this thing and do this thing. Like even yesterday, um, you know, like I definitely didn't even want to go out and go see people at all. And so, I think one of the things that I found really, really helpful as well is scheduling time for those things that make priorities as well as, as shitty as it sounds is like definitely a business thing for sure is, um, by, you know, for example, like for making sure that I make a priority to see my friends when I'm in town and during the week, I do like board game night on Wednesday, I go see movies on Thursday and it's all scheduled out in my calendar blocked off. So I know I'm going to do it. And when I am actively deleting it, say I'm not going to make it, I'm actively deciding like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I think, the same thing can happen for sure with dating as well is that, you know, if we're really busy on the weekends and you have lots of shows and you're doing lots of social events on the weekends, schedule time on Monday or whatever day during the week to go out and have a uh, a date on the weekday or go, you know, do a, a, a lunch date instead of having lunch by yourself. Like being able to, I think, prioritize that time, I think also really, really helps as well. So I think it, it's important. Even if you're not built the same way, I think it's important for you to have someone who matches the same amount of passion that you have in the things that they do. Because, like, uh, like my wife runs a business. Um, like she, we're built very differently. She's Type A. I'm not at all. Um, and that works because, like, it's good to have people that are on the op- opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, at least I think uh, I, there's a lot of schools of thought around that. But um, th- she's really passionate about um, what she does and like career growth. And, um, you know, reads books about leadership and like is not just it's not just a job to make some money, um, which to me is like a pass fail. Right. Like I, 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 I'm really interested in, in like the last 20 years of learning about retail as I'm interested in hearing anything from someone who's passionate about something. Right. Like I couldn't do retail for like two minutes. Like I just I'm just not built for it. And I have no I have no I have no passion for it, but I'm I'm very interested in other people. Uh, when they when they talk about anything with passion. So like I think that that's a key thing in the events industry. There's very few people I know who are who have done it for, you know, even a couple of years that don't have some sort of passion because, again, it's just it'll burn you out. It, there has to be something else there besides money. 
Uh, it's not a good, uh, you know, work to live job. So I think that maybe the component of it for success would be, you know, finding somebody else within the industry, maybe, or with outside the industry, possibly, um, that can match at least your passion for it. Because I think that having somebody who, like the, the, the people that don't get it are the people that are just like, I don't know, I just, I work at this, you know, job because it just pays my bills. And you're like, I can't relate. And then those people can't relate to you either. Like, why would you spend an extra four or five hours doing something when you're not getting paid, quote unquote, right? Oh my God. Like I'm definitely all on the matching the, the passion side of things too. Like I, like I'm, I'm not sure if you guys see it. Obviously Nick agrees on the same way, but I feel like a drain when I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to go do this thing and I'm going to work really hard and oh my God, I have to travel and the, this and that, like, and like the intensity and the, and the passion's not there back to, to match you. That's yeah. definitely, yeah. Corey and I, and you know it when you see yeah. it, right? Like you, you, you talk to those people and in 10 minutes, you know, Oh, great. On the self-actualization scale, you know, you, you've kind of plateaued. Um, we're, we're, there's going to be a point where this isn't going to work out, you know? And I think that, like, that's that's the big difference is, like, if someone is hungry or thirsty for more, and it doesn't matter what it is, to me at least. I, I don't think it matters at all. I think that, like, the core parts that you can't change in people are, you know, or change is very, very difficult and it's probably not your job. Um, is to consider where they are in in like a level of matching self-actualization, you know, about to be on, on par. So your journeys are close enough where you feel like, you know, even if they're going in different directions, you're coming from the same kind of place. So I talked about earlier how my effective communication in my relationship has improved my professional development. I also, the flip side of that is does I realize how I design has also benefit in my relationship um when i just a lot of times when i design whether it's like budget conscious it's multifunctional reasons why i'll do I, like living decor for example a girl walking around uh and her skirt is a, a table where you could maybe put past or drapes on it it's instagrammable it's meet and greet it adds to the ambiance of the room i'll use that in my personal life where okay if tonight um, I haven't spent any time with Corey. So we are going to cook a blue apron dinner that helps me financially because we're not out eating. It helps me focus and be present in the moment. We're working t- together as a team to cut and prep and cook our dinner. And so think about that too. If you are in a relationship, you're saying, okay, how, how is this possible to, to do it all? And Another one is like we go on walks all the time. It helps me with my fitness. It helps me, again, stay present. And then I could go and, you know, have those conversations that I want to with even a friend. You know, like a lot of times we don't if I if I just can't put makeup on and get ready and go out and hit the night, I'll say, come on over and let's just walk. Let's just like go for a walk. Just listen and that's to been you. really nice as well. Dustin, why are you laughing? Nothing. I just I like why? I, I like the I come on so. over comment. I like She's it. like on another level. That's all. Oh, I am very much about that. I if you if I am your friend and you we're also in the industry, everyone knows chill night stash at Tui's and just watching a movie is like my really my cup of tea. There's I love the fact that I actually just had a couple girls in the industry over um a couple of nights ago and 
I, I said, you guys, isn't this so great that we don't have to like take a photo and pose and put it on social media? Like we're actually bonding and getting to know our day to day and our, you know, like giving each other advice and stuff and no one in the world will know but us. And now obviously everyone on this podcast, but it's so nice and like, oh, it's so genuine. I feel, I feel a, a tea and movie night at Will's place with the brew crew happening real soon because uh, I, I saw you guys all nodding your head to like, let's just watch a movie and do nothing. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. So should we take this one home, guys? And on this Valentine's Day? On the first date? No, not on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's 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 take it take it on back. So whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day tomorrow or single awareness day on Saturday, we just wanted to say we feel you. Like we all have different perspectives and different places in our life right now where I'm sure someone you can relate to one of us, one of the the brew crews. But just wanna think will dustin and nick for being able to even talk about topics like this especially recorded and you know having other industry fellow colleagues listen listen in because i know that that's this is definitely a topic that everyone can i feel like relate to in one way or another if you mm-hmm. liked it head over to eventbrew.com resources show notes links to subscribe are all there uh all our other episodes too if you're saying oh that was interesting what else can i can i Go ahead and, and hear what they're going to spill the tea about. Rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. This helps us tons, good and bad. And we love, we have all different, we have group chats and different um, platforms. And so we love hearing your feedback. We love sharing it with each other and seeing, okay, well, then how can we improve or how can we continue that? Because we're getting that feedback. And then, of course, you can... Like also just good old email us at eventbrew at helloendless.com. And of course, join the conversation, hashtag, uh, hashtag eventbrew. And we'll see those. And yeah, it's all about engagement for us. And so thank you so much to not only the, the brew crew, but also to you for just being loyal listeners. Not only the brew crew, but to you. I feel like that's like a saying right now. Like that's going to be the new ending to every episode. Not only the brew crew, but to you. The listeners. All right. Put put that, that, what, conclusion music on? Yeah. Well, the conclusion (laughs) music. We should probably get out of here and go start our dating lives. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.